And thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Code with Kingy, where for this preview podcast, I'm sitting down with one of my former schoolmates um, and a guy I'm very grateful to still call a friend in Vern Sosefo. First of all, Russ, thank you very much for your time. And um, why don't you let the listeners know what you've been up to um, up Hamilton way since you shifted up there? Kira, bro. Thanks for having me on um, on the on the podcast, bro. Really grateful. Um, yeah, bro. I just moved up here and, and feed with my little family, just working and playing a bit of club footy. So, yeah, bro, it's, everything's going well. Enjoying, enjoying it. Waiting to hopefully try to have a crack of a bit of sevens. Get the finish back up so um, pre-season's not too hard when, when the time comes around. But, yeah, bro, no, life's, life's good, bro. Life's good. Hissing, bro. And for those of you who aren't aware of who Mr. Sorcefo is, he's probably one of the most skillful forwards um, I've ever seen with, with, with my two eyes. But, um, yeah, like I said, very grateful to have your time on, bro. But more so back to why I've got you on. And that's to help me preview this week's game, the second test against the RGs. Off the back of what was one of the more impressive performances from the All Blacks in the Ian Foster era, but looking at this week, they've made a number of changes. So, I mean, if you look at that forward pack, it's a, it's a whole new starting forward pack. No one from last week remains. Um, most notably, you've got Patrick Tuipulotu back in the mix after what's been like close to a month layoff. Samasoni Tokiaho gets his first career start. And you even have the number eight Hoskins Tutu back in the mix. So what have you made of this week's team, bro? And you know, maybe give us a bit of a comment on what you thought about the All Blacks in 2021. Oh, bro, like whatever team you, you tuck in with the All Blacks, bro, one to twenty-three, bro, you, you've got quality players in there, regardless of who you got on the field. I'm I'm most excited about getting Artie back out there, um, seeing what, what he can do after a little little time off and seeing obviously Pat and uh, Tupo back in there as well. But ever after, what my biggest takeaway from last week, bro, was just the, I think patience that the All Blacks showed was quite good. Bro, Argentina's defence, bro, was just hissing at his next level. And like the boys, some of the boys looked battered and bruised afterwards, a few cuts and scrapes early on in the game. Um, so, bro, you could you could definitely hear and, and actually see some, some of the crunching tackles that were happening in there. Um, but ever, I'm um, looking forward to this week's test, see how they go again, see what adjustments... Um, I mean, obviously, Ian Foster and, and the Argentinian coaches just make to their teams. Bro, I, honestly, I, it's, I still don't... I mean, the All Blacks put on a good performance, but I don't know how they go this week. Hey? I'm, I'm pretty... few changes, a uh, big overhaul of, of all the players, but once again, everyone can do the job. Uh, some Sony in there as well. His career start, like you said. Bro, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting for us to see. Yeah, 100, bro. I, I guess the thing for me, like I was quite critical um, in recent weeks about you know, our physicality and whether or not we'd be able to take it up mm. a notch because I just didn't think that Australia, given what we saw of them in the first couple of tests, were, well, gave us a real indication as to where the All Blacks were at. But last week, like you said, patience-wise, like that first half an hour, I thought the Argentinians really frustrated them and did a pretty mm. effective job at the breakdown. And then I guess, you know, we'll, we'll get into their tactics a little bit later on about giving the All Blacks back so much ball. But, you know, the... There was the time where I think Bowden ended up taking the three points on offer, which, you know, like you probably wouldn't typically have seen from them in the past. They would have like kept mm. edging away for the try, but they kept the points ticking over. And then Mateta goes to the bin with five minutes to go. And then like bang, bang, two quick tries for the All Blacks, all off the back of like we just mentioned patience. And then the floodgates really started to open in that second half because as we saw, like 
as ably as the Argentinians defended. Back like when you're making twice, almost three times as many tackles as your opposites, it's gonna it's gonna be a pretty tough day at the office. But um, yeah, I, I am interested to see what what happens with our four pet particularly. I mean, we can also mention the fact that Damian McKenzie's Damian McKenzie, sorry, has been chucked in at ten to, mm. I think, not only give him some some time running the cutter because. I think Bodie's got a bit of a niggle with his calf. I know he's had like an Achilles yeah. problem in the past as well. So I guess that's just, you know, just there is caution until Moanga returns for the second test. But then even looking outside of him, young Quintu Pyre, who's perhaps a guy that you've got to know a little bit better um, with your time in Hamilton, he's playing outside him. So I know there's been a lot of talk about who our second five is going to be moving forward and, you know, the, I guess the progression that David Havili shown in that space, you know, off the back of his great form yeah. with the Crusaders and, I think with him being a guy that's been around the block for a while, he's he was never going to lack in that communications department. But, you know, I mean, I've never played in the midfield, but I know that a big part of theirs is, you know, actually like helping the attend see the pictures that are in front of them and helping make some of the calls. So do you think there's a bit of a cause for concern there, potentially, if they look to ruffle a few feathers, you know, the Argentinians down that one-two channel? Um, bro, like you said, being up in Hamilton, bro, we've, we've actually uh, played Quinn doing one of the club, club rugby matches. So I play with his brother, Mason, and he plays for Old Boys. So Maris and Old Boys are a big rival. But yeah, bro, he's, he's like playing against him, but you can hear him. He's on the field. He's, he's got good chat. You can hear him. He's calling things out. He's calling plays. He's always communicating with his 13 and 10 outside backs. But I mean, bro, he's, he's got Damian McKenzie on his inside. He's got Rico Iwane, who was, well, he was, he was probably one of the best players last week as well. Uh, so if you've got guys like that inside and outside you, bro, he's, I mean, I know he's young, Bros, what better Stacey do it against the Argentinians, bro, when you're in front of the whole world? Put your put your case, put your stamp on that 12 juicy, although Havili's been steady, been doing a good job. Mm. Um, bro, I, I reckon he could show out this game, man. Well, you'd love to see it, bro. I mean, like, they've obviously, like, not so much taken a chance because I know he's always been a, a player of great promise. I think he played, like, two years of schools and then played 20s and whatnot and then... I'm pretty sure like in his second year of ITM Cup, he was like the top try scorer in the comp. So he was always going to be a guy that was going to get his opportunity. It was just for me, I, I wasn't sure whether or not it was a little bit too early. But mm. he played pretty well in that Tongan test, you know, albeit, you know, like say what you will about the Tongans. And like you said, you, you've played up against him and he's obviously got the goods. So he's got another opportunity, yeah, like you said, to stamp his case. Will Jordan comes back onto the wing for the All Blacks though, um, with George Bridge keeping his spot in the team and then you got Geordie Barrett at fullback do you have you know like I know with you being a Fijian and have a you know having a bit of flair about you bro do you have a preference on a back three right uh, my my top winger would probably be Sidney Reese at the moment you know the child he scored when he ran in from his wing mm. <laughs> just ran straight I mean put a bit of footwork on and stay for the line bro and, I mean not many wingers I think could, could score that running at some forwards that have been hard on D bro um, so obviously he puts his body on the line. Uh, so I'd, ha- I'd have him there. I'd have Geordie at the back, bro, just for, I mean, another option for goal kicking. And just because he's safe, bro, he, he can break a game wide open quite easily as well. And, bro, I, I'd, I'd keep um, George, George Bridge on there as well, bro. He's he's, he's probably one of my, my favourite um, outside backs as well at, the, at the moment. Just, bro, he does his job. Safe under the high ball. Obviously quite elusive as well. Good speed. And, bro, once again, one of those guys that can definitely break the game wide open for you on anywhere of the pitch, bro. Uh, He's probably still a little bit away from the bridge that we saw, saw, sorry, um, at the 2019 World Cup. I know he's had a a couple of injuries which have hampered his progression. 
back into the team. But yeah, um, like I've said over the last couple of weeks, it's a good headache to have if you're Ian Foster. You know, like I think Will Jordan scored like two tries per game in his test play so far. When you got Anton Leonard back hap, uh, happy, healthy, you can even shift Rico Iwani <laughs> to the wing as well. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens next week when we go up against the South Africans, but they've got to get the job done this week. And just before we move on to the Pumas, though, you know, with you being a lock, you know, you, you'd know a lot better than me um, when it comes to line-out time. And the All Blacks had a few wobbles there, and I'd sort of predicted yeah. it, given that they had Asafa one more making his first test start. And I love him, but, you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, there's still a bit of uneasy with his throwing. He, you know, he's, he's not quite at Dane Coles and Cody Taylor's level yet, you know, like, and that's yeah. to be expected with his age. But do you think that the All Blacks will look to target the middle and the back of the line-out again, from the outset like they did last week because I know that they ended up going to the front a lot to Jacobson when they were having a few troubles when the Argentinians were contesting so can you give us any insight there as a as a member of the type five oh like as much as I mean like you said had a few lineup wobbles but you've got to give credit to to Argentina on the way they actually defended the line out as well they've obviously got a a couple of uh, tall boys in there as well so I mean if they just obviously their number one option is going to Jacobson at the front so just putting one of their bigger boys in the middle kind of just cuts off a line for Suffer to actually throw down to, to the back where they were obviously targeting just so it's easier for them to set up the more. Mm. Um, but yeah, bro, I, I, I can imagine they've, they've got um, Hoskins who's a good line option as well this, this week. Um, and obviously just, I mean, the way he showed out in his, um, during the Super 15 se- uh, Super Rugby season. And obviously you've you got Artie there as well. Bro, I, I could actually see them targeting the back again, but obviously Samasoni's Obviously, had his own wobbles with with, it, with the starring as well during the, the Super Rugby season. But right when you're in that sort of environment, bro, that's that stuff that, that they're probably obviously hammering out each day. And I've I've seen a suffer and some Sony starting come a long way since obviously where they have been in the past. Yeah, hundred. I, I I guess like just for me, I know that a lot of good attacking play gets built off the middle and the back throws. So I think yeah. if we can nail that area, you know, especially ahead of a game against the South Africans, which you know, like that's like their bread and butter, their line out. So I think if we can get some sort of consistency there and roll that into next week, um, we'll be in much better stead. But shifting over to the to the men in blue and white, though, um, I mean, I, I know we touched on the fact that they had to make fucking a shitload of tackles. And I, for one, I'm not sure if you were as perplexed as me as to why they were giving so much ball back to the All Black. It, it was almost like they they do all the hard work, make all the tackles, win a turnover go one or two phases and then put up another shit box kick, which wasn't even contestable <laughs> and give like, like you said, bridge Reese, um, you know, both Barrett brothers time to, to look and identify space. And I mean, the game just opened up in the second half. So surely they, you know, they cherish the ball this week more so than what they did the last. Yeah, bro, for them, I think they've got a, they've got a dangerous back through themselves. And obviously Lopez is, is, is a good attacking 10 as well. Um, you saw that at the start of the game, we actually took the line on and had a little break. But then he, I think he was he went off not long after that, and they brought in another their reserve team. Um, yeah, bro, they, they definitely kicked a lot of ball away. And like you said, bro, Amos kicking just box kick for, for no reason, mm. which obviously gave gave the ball right back to, to Barrett. Um, like you said, Bridge, uh, Sevi Reese. Like, and the kicks they're doing when actually um, their wingers, I mean, Receiver Reese had a lot of time, even though he was jumping for the ball most times. But bro, you give him space, man. That's that's something that will make you pay for. But yeah, bro, I, I see this week they'll, they'll probably try to take 
um, or not not kick the ball as much and obviously take whatever points is on offer, bro. Because I mean, I know Lopez can boot the ball, but just whether or not he's he's on he's on form with, with the boos is probably what's gonna um, swing the game in their favor. Yeah, bro, I like that because I mean, it's you could see that the tactics they were trying to run with they were they were almost playing like the South Africans, but. I guess you sort of got to find that happy medium between not playing too expansive to where you you play right into the All Blacks' hands and not kicking too much ball away to the point where you're just fucking, you're doubling the tackle count of the All Blacks and, you know, giving them the opportunity to play against a a team that's under fatigue. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm not the coach having to um, look for the nooks and crannies in the All Blacks' defence. But, yeah, I mean, like, given, given what I saw and, and the lack of back play, that they had, um, I'm not all that confident in them giving them uh, a good run this week. But to be said, you know, like we mentioned the fact that the All Blacks have made a host of changes and maybe if some of their more experienced players can get in underneath the skin of some of the younger guys and, and catch them off guard. But again, like you only have to look to the bench and, you know, Cody Taylor comes back in. I think that'll be huge just to, you know, perhaps in that last half an hour, just calm things down and see out the game. You've got Bowden Barrett on the bench as well. But yeah, I think I think it's a really exciting opportunity for a lot of these young guys who perhaps wouldn't have got a crack had this been a more condensed competition. And um, you know, it's even an opportunity for them to potentially put their name forward or make a jump up in the picking order for some of the tests later in the year when they go on tour in the northern hemisphere. But yeah, I think overall, I think we're we're both pretty happy with the team. So what's the score line that you're predicting for Saturday night? Honestly, bro, I see it a lot closer then I mean the, the game that we had last week I see the Puma probably probably not putting it I mean probably around maybe I calling I'm calling it maybe 47 to 12 or 15 points but I see them definitely getting on the scoreboard this week when you say close I wasn't expecting like a 30 point difference but <laughs> no, no. <laughs> probably better than better than no yeah that that is true uh, yeah i mean let's hope for from from a spectator point of view i mean as awesome as it was to watch the all blacks in full flight last week you do like it when you know they are put under some sort of duress so yeah i'm yeah similar to you i think that the all blacks will still crack 30 points um but i do see the argentinians at least getting one try on the board and perhaps a couple of penalties early on so i'm gonna go 30 16 yeah, no, it's it's good score, But yeah, I don't put any money on these bets, mate, because like I'm I'm horrible <laughs> on the punt, bro. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have be able to afford the internet to actually record this podcast, bro. <laughs> Thankfully, work has unlimited data, so that's got oh, me out of jail man. a few times, bro. But um, like I said at the top of this podcast, bro, very very grateful for your time. I'll have to link up with you again, hopefully on Sunday, to record yeah. um, you know what could be an All Blacks forty points to twelve win. Yeah. Fingers crossed, bro. I know the boys do the job, but wouldn't count the RGs out, bro. 100. All right, my man. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll catch you then. Take care, bro. Thank you.